morning, Wednesday morning. Good morning, good morning. Happy, happy morning. <laughs> we're putting on a brave face. It's we're Wednesday. still tired from the daylight savings time change. Oh, coming up on today's show, communication breakdowns in marriage. Ooh. Heavy topic, heavy topic. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and artist updates. But first, it is March 13th. What are you, what's wrong with you? It is March 13th. We have some holidays. <laughs> However, the holidays that are listed on the script are not today's holidays. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are today's holidays? <laughs> oh, no. All right. Hold on. Last Wednesday was Discover What Your Name Means Day, National Oreo happen? Cookie Day, and Ash Wednesday. How did this even happen? What is this Wednesday, Matt? Uh, holidays for March 13th. My bad, yo, my bad. Let's see, we've got, we've got, we've got, I get to take care of this. You do. Apparently. Well, I ain't. I'll just right. sit back and look up this weight loss program that my friends have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Donald Duck Day. Whoa. There's some debate as to when Donald Duck's birthday is, but this is typically when it's observed. Uh, it's Ken Day. Celebrating the Ken doll from uh, the Barbie collection. It's Earmuff Day. Keep your ears warm. <laughs> it's National Open Your Umbrella Indoors Day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> National Coconut Torch Day. <laughs> Ew. Oh, gosh. But the most important one, I think, it is National Good Samaritan Day. Reminds us to help those in need by showing kindness and compassion. Well, there you go. Thanks for picking up the slack there, Matt. (laughs) It's also earmuff day. All right. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show or the Back Row Radio in general, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. We've got, uh, I think I said yesterday, we've got kind of like a double-edged sword thing going on here in that... You know, it's it's uh, it's fantastic that we are growing. We are getting more and more listeners. We are adding more and more music. But at the same time, that's also killing us because we don't have enough money to do that. We the are more listeners, slowly dying. The more the, the more listeners we have, uh, the more total listening hours we accumulate. The more we have to pay in licensing fees to all the big music uh, licensing corporations. And, uh, yeah, as we grow, we need more funding, we need more help, and we are only about one-sixth of the way to our goal. So if you can help us out, even for just, you know, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, that would be so nice, so nice of you. Uh, so please consider it. Patreon.com slash radio for more information. Uh, you can also get there by going to BackrowRadio.com. The link is all the way at the bottom of the page. Here's the news. An Oregon man was trapped in his car for five days during a snowstorm, 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 where he survived only on three packets of Taco Bell hot sauce, according to the Oregonian Jeremy Taylor. 36, Jeremy Taylor, 36 years old, of Sun River, Oregon, was on an off-roading adventure with his dog on February 24th when he got stuck in deep snow. The following day, after sleeping in his car, Taylor discovered that more snow had fallen overnight, making his efforts to hike out futile. 
uh, he spent a total of five days trapped where he would periodically turn his car on for warmth. Taylor was eventually discovered by a snowmobiler, according to police officials. He was subsequently rescued by a team on a snow tractor. But yeah, for five days, he uh, sustained himself on three packets of Taco Bell sauce. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That Taco Bell sauce, man, so good. We buy the bottles and take it home with us. You can do that. Yeah, they got bottles. Well, they don't have it at the store. They have them at. I mean, they don't have it at Taco Bell. They have it at like Walmart or whatever. Yeah, they got mild and hot, and I think they have the green one, the verde, salsa verde, verde. 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 But, uh, verde. But, yeah. Mm. Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Every time we make tacos at home, I got Taco Bell mild sauce on it. Sometimes hot sauce. Well, every time we make tacos at home, we have Taco Bell hot sauce on it, but that's because we bring home more <laughs> Have a thousand. That's right. You still go there a couple times a week. <laughs> Well, they used to like throw thousands of them in a bag. Do they still yeah. do that? No. Yeah, I no. didn't think so. Yeah. No. Now you're lucky if you get home and you have them in the bag. So my once three Ziploc bags full of Taco Bell sauce has become one Ziploc bag full because the past dozen times that we've gone, it's like, I asked for sauce. Why is it not in the bag? Having to ration them. Yep. Yeah. They used to like by the handful just chuck it in there. I remember just having Taco Bell sauce for days in my car all over the place. Agreed. Yeah. And they would ask you what you wanted. And instead of just giving you all fire or all hot, they give you a handful of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would always bother me. Why do you even ask me what I want? If you're just going to give me a handful of everything, (laughs) I'd rather have a handful of fire. But now I only have three fire, six mile, two Diablo, and a Verde. And I can't do anything with all the others. So you're a fire? You're a fire person? I'm a fire person. I don't think I can get past the hot one. Really? Yeah. And enjoy it still. I mean, I'm sure I could eat it, but it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Canon loves the Diablo. Really? Mm-hmm. Gosh. To be young. All right. <laughs> Next news item. Procter & Gamble was awarded a Guinness World Record after airing an Old Spice deodorant commercial with a 14-hour runtime. Guinness said the ad, which aired on Brazilian channel WooHoo in December, features more than 1,600 clips being connected through quick cuts where the previous portion finishes on a TV in the frame of the next clip. It took about 20 hours of shooting and several months of editing to create the full commercial. It beat out the former record holder, Arby's, who ran an 13-hour, 5-minute, 11-second ad in 2015. Well, dang. I watched a just a three and a half minute cut of this this when it went on for fourteen hours. Yeah. I watched three and a half minutes. Were you done? My gosh. Not yeah, sure. It was funny. It was clever, but it was also annoying as heck by sixty seconds in. Yeah. Because the quick cuts were very quick. Most of these little scenes were just a couple seconds. Followed by their their ad campaign with the narrator. Yeah. Where it would stamp on the thing. Yeah. Old Spice, smell good forever or something like that. 
And so you would just keep hearing that every couple seconds because of the, each clip would end and it would zoom out and you'd see the TV in the next scene. And it was just, whew. Did you go buy Old Spice after that? No, I didn't. <laughs> but, but man, I can't imagine. Because see, what it, ha- it has to air on TV, you know, to be yeah. a part of the Guinness World Record. So I can't imagine... Yeah, I, I see why they had to go to Brazil and talk a TV station in Brazil yeah. <laughs> to letting them do it. Because <laughs> that wouldn't fly here in America. <sighs> but yeah, you should well check done. it out because it's... I don't it's, think I'm going to. It's, uh, <laughs> whew, it's a bit much. Lastly, Blockbuster has just become the loneliest franchise in the world. The last outpost of the video rental franchise is closing its door, leaving just one blockbuster left on the entire planet the australian store located in perth the perth suburb of morley on the country's west coast announced it would be ceasing operations at the end of this month according to community news the once giant franchise which had nine thousand stores across the world at its peak now has but a single store left in bend oregon well then see that was childhood for me that was that was my you know, six years old to 12 years old. That's what I remember is going to Blockbuster nearly every Friday night. Yeah. For a video and a video game. Every time. And now to hear that it's just one store left. It It is really sad to think that there are no more video stores where you can just walk in and... Mm-hmm. Videos that you would never even watch, you might actually rent because right. it's there in front of you, mm-hmm. and you've seen everything else that's available on the shelf, so <laughs> okay, let me rent this one obscure movie that kind of looks like the movie that I wanted to get, but can't because somebody beat me to the store and rented it first. Do you know I what I mean? for Transformers. There's... This says Transmorphers. Okay. Maybe the we'll same thing. We'll give it thing. a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this is. There's a company that does specializes in those rip-off idea movies. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It does make me sad. <laughs> I I really think there's so little of our childhood left mm-hmm. for our children to be a part of. I mean, you can't take them roller skating anymore. They get stabbed in the parking lot. Can't take them bowling. They get <laughs> shot in the nursery. So... <laughs> What is going on? Where are you going? <laughs> what? Just saying. What terrible. <laughs> we live terrible in Clovis, Matt. It's awful here. <laughs> the crime rate is just awful. Oh, man. Um, now, see, there was something about the fact that even though, you know, these stores were usually could be pretty large. Some of them were small. Some of them could be pretty big buildings. Like we even had a pretty good sized blockbuster here before. Or we had Silver Screen. Were you here when Silver Screen was still around? Uh, it's where the new like bingo casino thing that they're building was. Half that building used to be a video rental store. Jeez. Yeah. It was huge. But even then, there was a limit to what they had. But now we have, you know, you get your Hulu and your Netflix and your Amazon subscription and whatever. And between those three... There's more stuff than you'll ever watch, more stuff than you can even really sift through. 
And I feel like the fact that we have that many choices becomes intimidating. Yeah. And so we just watch what we always watch. Yeah. <laughs> we don't branch out and watch something that we wouldn't normally pick mm-hmm. because we see it on the shelf and read the back of the 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 tape uh, cover, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever, and discover stuff new. No, because... <sighs> That's why millions of people only have a Netflix subscription to rewatch The Office over and over again. <laughs> Stupid show. Such a dumb show. Oh, you zip it. I can't. Goodness. You've been Whatever. so down on culturally beloved things today. What? Not or today. Or this week. Yeah, this, this whole week. week. Whatever. <laughs> over it. It's Wednesday. Coming up later in the show, communication breakdowns in marriage. Stick around. morning show here on this wednesday morning and oh, we are in hour two glad hour to have you two. with us that is where we are <laughs> we've got five random facts for you we do okay number one in 2016 two friends used the ashes of their dead friend as fishing bait and caught the world's largest carp it weighed 180 pounds so if you're a real fisherman <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that i don't know how they did it they would have had to have like Capsulated it. Yeah, or something. Put it into a one of those rubber worms. What I was envisioning was like taking a worm like you would a piece of raw chicken and putting it in flour, you know, as you're going to fry it. I was imagining doing that with ashes and a worm. Yeah, but as soon as you put it in the water, the ashes are gone. Oh, yeah. Didn't think about that. Water. Yeah, water ruins it. <laughs> Water ruins that idea. <laughs> Good point. Yep. Good point. Good point. All right. I'm not a fisherman. <laughs> number two. Albert Einstein's last words were spoken in German to a nurse who didn't speak German and are lost for forever. Mm. Man. That's sad. He could have had, like, the cure to cancer. I doubt he would have held on to that until his last breath. <laughs> you never know. Maybe he was working on it. And he just didn't want to say anything until he knew for sure that he was right. But then he died. And he's dying, actively dying. Knows that he's about to take his last breath. And he's got to pass this on to somebody. (laughs) Only he passes it on in German. (laughs) It's possible. I'll give you that. Thank you. (laughs) All things are possible. Uh... (laughs) Oh, gracious. Uh, the quote, All Quiet on the Western Front, no, was... No, the quote. Oh. The movie. The movie, All Quiet on the Western Front, didn't realize it was a movie, was banned in Poland for being pro-German and in Germany for being anti-German. Well then. Obviously, I've never seen it. Uh, Michael Phelps' training breakfast consisted of an omelet, 
porridge, three slices of French toast, three egg sandwiches, and three pancakes. Mm. Yet he's still so daggone skinny. <laughs> I could go for a scrambled egg sandwich. Mm. Have you ever had a scrambled egg sandwich? Yeah, I don't on like eggs. untoasted white bread. I don't like eggs. Mm. You don't like eggs? Mm-mm. Like at all? It deviled or not deviled eggs, hard boiled eggs. Like Easter is my favorite time simply yeah. because you get hard boiled eggs. I like hard boiled eggs. Yeah, I, you know you can make them all year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's relatively cheap too. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not even a luxury. Shut up. <laughs> It is an Easter thing. <laughs> we only eat it at Easter. <laughs> we color them and then we eat them. Listen, <laughs> even when you make hard-boiled eggs any other time of the year, you devil them. You don't eat them as hard-boiled eggs. You cut them in half. You take out mm. the yolk. You mash up mm. the yolk and you Mm-mm. devil them. No, no, no. Okay. Ugh. Uh, whatever. Gross. Hey, devil and you know gross. what? Hmm. Kanye and I have something in common. Kanye... West. Uh, Billingsley. Jim West. <laughs> Desperado. Rough Rider. Uh, Kanye West worked at The Gap before becoming famous. Hey, you worked at The Gap? No, I'm famous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I worked at The Gap. <laughs> That's where he learned to charge $1,800 for a white t-shirt. Uh, true story. <laughs> got some artist updates for you social media and other news jeremy camp made it official this weekend his story will be the next told by the Irwin brothers the movie production team that created i can only imagine telling the story of mercy me uh and bart millard began talking about the next project uh, in february and on saturday jeremy officially announced on social media that the new project will be titled i still believe the movie will center on the spiritual journey of jeremy covering the tragic death of his first wife, Melissa Henning Camp, and the redemption found through his second wife, uh, Adrian Adrian Adrian. Camp. Spelled differently than I've seen it in a while. Uh, I Still Believe will be released in one year on March 20th of 2020. So that's pretty cool. I liked I Can Only Imagine. Did you see that? No. You haven't seen it yet? Oh, you got to see that movie. Yeah. It's really good. They did really good. Uh, the guy who played Bart Millard, fantastic, fantastic. Be careful what you say, because give it a year or so, and somebody's going to be saying that we shouldn't be watching, I can only imagine. And if we are and we like it, then we're not real Christians. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why are you so cynical? So, <laughs> so cynical this week. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know, and I'm actually really and in a good mood. nothing even happened like that this week. What no, <laughs> no. I just, She's referencing things that have popped up in our Facebook group. Not she, just our Facebook group. I mean, it happens everywhere. <laughs> it happens all the time. You can't read a certain book. You can't listen to a certain singer. You can't like a certain song. Otherwise, you're not a real Christian. Just saying. Oh, man. Casting Crowns, <laughs> Wanda Vivo, one of our favorites here has found what he describes as the most Atlanta story possible. He shared a story about a rapper who had nearly $500,000 worth of jewelry stolen from his car while eating a Cracker Barrel. It's very Atlanta. Is he from Atlanta? 
Juan like, Madrena? I feel like he can only say that if he's from <laughs> You're Atlanta. You're only allowed to say stuff like that if you live there. <laughs> right. I, I'm afraid he's going to offend a large number of his listeners. Atlanteans. <laughs> Wait, are they called Atlanteans or that? <coughs> are you all right? <laughs> I'm dying and you don't care. Or are Atlanteans people from Atlantis? I think that's... I have no I think idea. That's a comic thing. I've never lived Atlanteans. there, therefore I cannot back this this <laughs> quote by Juan de Bevo. All right, Mandisa may have just uh, offended the entire state of Texas. Well, you know, her and Juan <laughs> can just join forces. She says she has very strong feelings about the Whataburger versus an In and Out Burger. Uh, she says there's no contest. In and Out is better. In fact, Mandisa posted a video on Instagram explaining her feelings. As well. Mandisa and I are soul sisters. I agree. <laughs> You're I our soul not, sister too. I Matt? do. Yeah, I do not like Whataburger's burgers. It. I don't. Uh, I mean, there are people that die for them. Yeah. I don't. I can't. I love their honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. One of the best sandwiches I ever eat. That's what I always get. Burger. I've tried three or four. Every single time, like, this is nothing special. Yeah. In and out Burger, on the other hand... Every time. Might be the best burger I've ever had. I know. Yeah, I so dang good. There, to me, there really is no contest. Yeah. It, not at all. It's amazing. Uh, if it's just judging burger to burger, it's not even close. Yeah. So sorry, Texas. I know we're 10 minutes from you. And there are plenty of Whataburgers here in New Mexico, too. But, nope. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, well, no, because I've eaten in Lubbock. I was about to say, maybe they're better in Texas. But I've eaten in Lubbock a lot, too. And they're not great. Well, we had one, Canon and I, we had Popeyes for lunch and yeah. then Whataburger for dinner. Because, you know, those are two things that we don't really have here I in town. Columbus, yeah. yeah. So, and on the way home, he was like, Mom, I got to tell you, Whataburger is so much better than In-N-Out. And it took everything in me not to kick that kid out of the car and make him walk home from Texas. You love Texas so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> you can stay here then. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Needham is on a quest. He posted, I am in a or on a perpetual quest for the world's greatest slice of pizza, the world's greatest burger, and the world's greatest milkshake. Please help me, y'all. What's your top? Oh. World's greatest slice of pizza? Mm-hmm. In Las Vegas, at New York, New York, they have a pizza place. And it is legit, like, Italian pizza. Yeah. The best pizza. We never made it to New York, New York when we were there. I could have stayed in New York, New York the whole time. Really? It was my favorite place. I'm bummed I missed it. I I love New York, New York. We were one, we made it one casino over from New York, New York, but we never quite got there. Um, The best pizza i've ever had was from the what is the place called in downtown disney oh napoli 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 yeah i was gonna say neapolitan so i'm sure it's something like that (laughs) well it's it's naples yeah but it's actually an italian anyway that was really good but i do want like I feel like I've been in a perpetual quest for the best slice of pizza. Yeah. And I really want to go to to New York just for that reason. Yeah. I want to go to that one place that everybody in New York says is that place you go for that one slice of cheese pizza. Yeah. 
that is supposed to be like candy pizza. Mm-hmm. It's like the best pizza you could ever have. It's like the treat you have after you eat a meal. It's not yeah. a meal. It's like this it's is how you dessert. end. This is how you end your day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen it on so many food, you know, travel special things, and I'm like, man, I really want that pizza. <laughs> yeah. And the pizza from New York, New York, and Napoli in Disney, downtown Disney, they're very similar. Yeah. And they are, really are great. authentic. They're so good. Authentic Italian pizza. So dang good. But Obviously. We want, but I want authentic New York pizza, which is a different thing, right? Well, that's going to be the closest thing to Italian pizza that you're going to find. Because you, you got to so? think, at least in America, yeah. you got to think, where did Italians end up when they came over? Where did they end up, for the most well, part, true. residing? Yeah, New yeah, York yeah. and New Jersey. New England area. Yeah. yeah. So those Italian Makes shops, sense. those pizza shops in Italy, or in Italy, in New, in York, New York, are ran by Italian people. family. Yeah. I gotcha. That makes sense. Yep. But yeah. I, I, I get it. That's, that's what I want too, Jimmy. <laughs> I think the world's greatest burger, I don't think that we have the place anymore. I, at least I haven't seen in a long time. Checkers? Do you remember Checkers back Checkers in the day? and Rallies? I think they're still a thing. I haven't seen one in years, but that, I remember that being the best burger ever. <sighs> My favorite burger right now is Fuddruckers. Really? I love Fuddruckers burgers. I go nuts for those. Is there a Fuddruckers in Amarillo? There's one in Lubbock. Is there one in Amarillo? There's one in Lubbock. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same distance. Two separate places. <laughs> We're going to Amarillo. Oh, right, going to Amarillo. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, gosh, those Fuddruckers burgers. And it's the whole experience. It's not just the burger itself. It's their, their, their house-made buns, which are like the best hamburger buns on the planet. The fact that you... Pile on the veggies and stuff yourself, mm-hmm. and it's all super fresh and cooled. And oh gosh, it is just—I'm—I never, I have never left Fuddruckers saying that was a bad burger. I yeah. mean, it was always like this is the best burger I've had in a long, long time. Mm. So yeah, Fuddruckers for me. And then the milkshake, I think. Have you gone to a Freddy's, like? Mm. Freddy's Steak and Shake is that what it steak is? Steak and Shake is the one you want to go. It's not a Freddy's though. I or Freddy's custard, Freddy's something or other. Freddy's. Yeah, I think it's Freddy. But, well, I was gonna say Steak and Shake for the best milkshake. Really? Shake. Yeah. Those, I like Freddy's. Freddy's. Whatever Freddy's is. Yeah. Brahms makes a pretty good shake. I am not a fan of Brahms. No. Nope. Why not? I don't know. It none is a of, weird store. Both Chris and I are like, it's just not the best. And maybe because Food everybody, wise, no. And that's the thing. Maybe because everybody made it out to be like this amazing thing. We've heard about it for years from our Oklahoma friends. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. It is built up a lot. Uh huh. And then is. you go and you're like, okay. It's just if you want frozen custard or ice cream, that's where you want to go. But for food, nah, yeah. nothing okay. special. But steak and shake, yeah. I even remember growing up, we went to steak and shake a lot. I don't remember where we were. It was every time we traveled to the specific place. I guess it was Indiana. Every time we went to Indiana, we went to Steak and Shake. Because that was like the big thing. Like, we yeah. gotta go to Steak and Shake while we're here. And I thought they were only up in that area. Mm. Until I learned, hey, there's one in Oklahoma. Hey, there's one in Lubbock now. You know, fantastic. Is there one in Amarillo? I don't know. <laughs> but those are really good. The steak burgers. <clears throat> those are pretty good, too. Not Not the best burgers, but definitely very good. Shakes. Shakes out of this world. 
Okay, noted. And Out I didn't realize that we had two more updates, and I was just going off on, you know, <laughs> trying to help with the, uh, the whatever. Casting Crown's Megan Garrett says that there are a lot of days when she counts calories and sodium levels and gets dressed in the morning. And then there are other days when she opens a bag of pickle chips and sits on her couch and stares at the wall for hours. She said it's called balance. It's a thing with the name <laughs> Megan. I, I'm right there with her. Soul sister. <laughs> Comedian Bob Smiley says having kids can come in handy during cold weather. He posted, just realized I have that thing that starts your car three minutes before you leave. So it's nice and warm when you get in. If you can afford it, I highly recommend it. It's called a kid. <laughs> And it's the, like, the kids think it's the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. Will you go start my car? Yeah! I don't care that it's two degrees outside. I'll go do it. Yep. Uh, When we come back, communication breakdowns and marriage. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show, top of the third hour. Glad to have you with us here in the third hour. We'd like to take a look at a a, a bigger topic in the first two hours. And uh, today we're doing something that sounds a little heavy. Sounds a little heavy. Hmm. Ten common communication breakdowns in marriage. Dun, dun, so we're going to go dun. through these, see what we think about them. Okay. Um, Mo, how long have you been married? It'll be 14 years in July. Put you on the spot. <laughs> I know. We've been together for 14 years. Yeah. Um, let's see. What year did you get married? Oh, five. Oh, you got married the same year we did. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Or yeah. um, if I did, I forgot. Okay. So, yeah. We're both at about 14 because it'll be 14 in June for mm-hmm. us. Wow. Wow. I can't believe you didn't know that i knew that Matt. i really don't think i ever knew that <laughs> ask daedra i bet I mean, she remembers because i mean we weren't i mean you weren't here no but we've spent the last seven years seven anniversaries that's half of our marriage <laughs> we've yeah, spent but i don't know when it started how would i know just because you were here for seven anniversaries. How would you know Facebook? Because we post it on Facebook I don't, once a year. <laughs> I, have, I have you muted on Facebook. I can see you. <laughs> Are you taking a break? <laughs> taking a break That's from what Mo. it's called on Facebook. Take a break. I've had to do that a couple times. What a wonderful feature that it is. It is a wonderful feature. I don't have to unfriend you. I don't have to do anything permanent. But... For 30 days, I've taken a break from you. I don't have to see your posts. I think it's the best thing Facebook's ever done. I really do. Best update ever. Yeah. All right. 10 common communication breakdowns in marriage. Number one, not really listening. I mean. What'd you say? (laughs) I mean, I fall into that a lot where you're. Just you're formulating, for, um, you're formulating your next the thing. The next thing that yeah. you're going to say instead of actually listening to what they're saying. You're just yeah. listening to wait until they stop talking. Do you know that I've had to, like, I had to train myself. When we lived in Italy, I think that was the first time that I really heard that. Mm-hmm. You know, actually listen to someone. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Listen to what they're saying. And I had to train myself to get out of that habit of, well, what is my response going to be? No. 
listen to what they're saying. And it's okay if you don't have an immediate response right, right. after. Right. That's actually much better because you have listened fully and you can then take a breath uh-huh. and formulate the right thing to say. And that usually gets you calmer and a little more understanding before mm-hmm. you speak. Yeah, makes that, things a lot better. It's become my biggest pet peeve because now like when I'm in a conversation with someone in a conversation that may end up heated mm-hmm. and they're only listening to figure out what they're going to say next instead of listening to what I'm saying, I always end up saying, that's not what I'm saying. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. And that's how I know when they're not listening. Mm-hmm. Which rolls into the second thing, which was speaking before thinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's hard though, because we when we're when we're in an argument, especially, you know, you have that innate desire to be the winner, and if you're constantly pausing before you bring your comeback, you're not the winner. You know. Maybe that's why I don't mind confrontation. Like we had this discussion <laughs> at some point earlier this week. I feel like, and I don't mind confrontation. I don't seek it out. But if it has to happen, it has to happen. But here's the thing. I listen to people in the confrontation. Yeah. I hear their side out. I've pre-read through all these things, and I'm not guilty of a single one of them. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's the funniest thing I've heard yet. Uh, number three. Only talking about what you want to talk about. I, listen, <laughs> three, four days a week, I talk about things Matt wants to talk about. I don't ever get to weigh in on the topics that we talk about. Hey, hey now. <laughs> Last week, we had a topic you requested. <coughs> okay. Right. We've been doing this since when? Look, you <laughs> request more things and you'll get more. You just aren't doing any of the homework. I'm having to do oh, all these things. I do homework. <laughs> Number four, raising your voice, Mo. Okay. Jeez. That one Flashback I do. to yesterday when we were talking about Christopher Robin and see how many people had to turn their radio down. Listen, that's another thing. I have stopped yelling into the microphone so much to the point to where when you want me to yell, you have to say, okay, yell into the microphone. Because you've made me feel so terrible about our listeners who listen with headphones in. It's only when you like, like scream... All of a sudden. I screech. Yeah. That's what I that's do. What I screech when, into the microphone. When the, when the thing on my screen here that's recording our voices goes full, <laughs> full white. <laughs> well, yeah, you might need to back off a bit. Listen, that takes some talent. <laughs> yeah, raising your voice in uh, a marriage communication situation. Chris hates that. And that is something that I am guilty of. Yeah. I, I'm i just a loud person in general. And even when I think I'm being quiet, I'm actually being loud. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm being quiet. But everybody else is like, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm, Calm down, Mo. I know. I don't understand it. We're all friends here. Number five uh, of the ten common communication breakdowns in marriage, negative nonverbal communication. This would be the cold shoulder. Silent treatment. Silent treatment. 
the uh, eye rolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something my wife does. It drives me nuts. Really? I hate it so much. It makes me so mad every time. It doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, I just get so angry. <laughs> <laughs> to, I can, the I can point. see it. Roll your eyes at me again, <laughs> no, Daytra. No, no, I don't yell. I clam up and I steam. And I hate it. I hate it. Very few things she does that makes me mad. And again, it's a rarity that she does this to me. But yeah. Ooh. That's one of the things that will really push my buttons. Really? Yeah. <laughs> huh. <clears throat> Interesting. Yep, yep. Uh, number six. Speaking in superlatives. Does this mean like always and never? Yeah, that or like you're the worst person I've ever met. You know, stuff like that. You know, kind of. Okay. Kind of all. I guess going all in in a thing like that, you know, or like. I would also consider that being exaggerating. Like, you know, we. Well, always and never, I guess, is part of that. But, you know, saying, you know, we've talked about this a hundred times, you know, mm. when we've had two conversations about this and I'm sorry, I forgot, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of the things I think I've had to rein in over the years is doing the you always do this yeah. kind of thing. You never listen to me. Yeah. It, uh. That, like, that pushes my buttons. Yeah. Always and never pushes my buttons. (laughs) Because when Chris says, you never listen to me, I immediately go, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. We talked about that before. Watch this. I ain't never going to listen to you. You never leave me any hot water. And then, yeah. never have another hot shower. Ten minutes later, when he's done arguing, because Chris gets over an argument real quick. When he's done arguing and he wants to ask me for something, I completely ignore him. Why aren't you listening? Because I never listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So rolling right into number seven, (laughs) degrading your spouse. (laughs) Listen, saying that I never listen to him is degrading me. So it's just tit for tat here, okay? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, uh, that's that's a that's an easy trap to fall in. I think, especially for newlyweds, because you're not yet in that mindset of, hey, we're a team. We're not opposing. Yeah, uh, we're not two opposing teams. We're one team. We're supposed to build each other up, not tear each other down. Uh, you never want to purposefully like lower the self-esteem of your spouse. Yeah, and I think uh, it just happens to win an argument <laughs> without even people realizing. Oh, you, sure. Yeah, you talking about newlyweds reminded me when Chris and I were first married, and I had an issue with my car. I asked him what he thought was wrong, and he told me, and then I said, well, I'll just ask my grandfather. And I never knew it, but years later, he ended up saying something in a very non-confrontational, confrontational way, and was like, well, why don't you just call your grandfather and see if he knows? So he had been holding on to that for Mm. years, years, and I just kind of looked at him, what are you talking about? You know? Right. And I didn't even realize in that moment, as a newlywed, I had always counted on my grandfather to tell me what was wrong. With my vehicle, you yeah. know. But as a newlywed, 
you got to leave and cleave. <laughs> you know, that then became my husband's job. Even if he was wrong, he would have figured it out. But it became my husband's job and my job to trust him. And, yeah, you know, and I think that happens all the time with mm-hmm. little things, all kinds of things. You know, yeah, Chris agree. would do it with me with recipes all the time. Granted, I didn't know how to cook, <laughs> so it was probably wise, but it still didn't feel good for me to make something and him be like, well, let me call my mom. <laughs> hmm. This is, uh, this is interesting. You know? So, anyway. <laughs> and I didn't. I don't even think that I would have thought of that as degrading, but it is. Yeah. It is. No, I agree with you. That's a good point. Uh, number eight would be playing the blame game. That's another common communication breakdown in marriage. Mm-hmm. This is all your fault. Yeah, we don't. It doesn't have to be someone's fault. Exactly. We don't have to find that. That's not the point of an argument. Is <laughs> to have to pin on well, who's responsible for this? <laughs> That's something that I've had to tell Chris about the kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like. And I think it's just the house that he grew up in. Yeah. It something it was always someone's Somebody's fault. Somebody's fault, yeah. And they had to figure out whose fault it was. And specifically with Chris's dad, when it was Chris's dad's fault, it was never his fault. He blamed <laughs> anybody and everybody else. And Chris being the baby typically took a lot of the the blame. <laughs> um but that's something that he's carried over into our family and he's gotta find who's to blame for something and I always say, but it doesn't matter who's to blame. Let's just figure out how we're going to fix it. Yeah. Figure out how the problem is going to be solved instead of how it started in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Problem exists. Let's just deal with it. Yeah. Number nine in our list of 10 common communication breakdowns in marriage, seeking to be understood rather, or first, seeking to be understood first rather than to understand first. Mm-hmm. Uh, where basically we put our argument over the other person's and that, you know, you need to hear what I'm saying right now before I start listening to what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) My argument's more important because I'm right. (laughs) You're wrong, so I don't need to hear you. Well, how much would marriage change if husband and wives were like, no, you tell me how you're feeling. No, you tell me how you're feeling. No, you tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> I feel like there would be a lot less arguments when we're seeking to put the other person, when both parties are seeking to put the other person ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That would put to bed most of these, if yeah. not all of them. Yeah. Uh, the last one on the list, number 10, and this is, the, this is a big one. This might be the biggest one, in my opinion, is bringing up the past. Mm-hmm. Uh my uh, my wife is wonderful with this one. I cannot remember a single time in any argument we've ever had. And we used to have a lot. We don't really have a lot this, these days. Now we're just yelling at our children. Right. But <laughs> I don't recall a single argument in our entire marriage where she's thrown up anything from the past to try and win an argument with me. And... Uh, there's quite a lot in the past that she could bring up <laughs> to throw in my face, and she doesn't do that. And I hope I don't do that. I, f- I feel like I might have done it once or twice, but I I feel like I don't do it. But uh, 
I guess she'd have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's she's fantastic about that one for sure. I think it helps to like. I think I know you well enough to say that you still live with a bit of guilt, a bit of, and not like con- condemnation, but just a bit of sadness over the choices that you made. And yeah, that. Daedra is such a sensitive person and such a loving, caring person, not just to you, but I feel like this is her personality in general to anyone that she knows. She knows that you deal with that. So she's not, why on earth would she ever be like, well, you did this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just add to it. Yeah. Just add fuel to your fire. I Absolutely. That- but at the same time, there are so many people oh, yeah. who would do that in a heartbeat. See, in that, in this planet. you may want to read what love really is then <laughs> and determine whether or not you really love your spouse. Right. Because to out of all of these things, like a lot of these things are just habits. They're yeah. Just things that we've learned. But to me, that one almost feels like it cuts to the core. Right. That's, that's the one against, I would think would be the divorce maker. Sure. Immediately. Sure. Yeah. It goes against what love truly is mm-hmm. to be able to just stab someone right in their face and say, I know that you already hate yourself for this, but guess what? I hate you for it too. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, I don't know. Not only are you wrong, you are an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's a pretty comprehensive list there. Mm-hmm. Ten common communication breakdowns in marriage. Which I, I am not guilty of a single one. <laughs> <laughs> Most the perfect spouse, apparently. Yeah. If you, uh, <laughs> if you need someone to come alongside you and teach you how to be a better wife, I am your gal. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our Ask Us Anything and close out our hour. All right. What was cool when you were young but isn't cool now? Oh, man. I mean, the first thing that popped into my head is obviously wrong, which was Pokemon. Oh, my god. Pokemon gosh. has continued to be cool. For children, for decades. Topher would shoot you if he heard you say that. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Jaren, my nephew, too. Um, I mean, Pokemon just continues to still be this giant thing. And I don't understand it. It makes zero sense. We still have people who come up to our church, which is a gym on Pokemon Go, every week. Every week we have raids or we find people just sitting out there in our parking lot, tapping away. On their phones or their tablets. Um, I'll never forget when that first became a thing. And Butch and Jerry were standing outside the front doors. Inside, but at the front doors, you know. And there was a couple. And they were obviously a little too into Pokemon Go. They had, like, (laughs) swords and everything that they (laughs) carried with them. And Jerry's like, should I call the police? They're just standing there looking at our building with their phones and their swords. <laughs> and it took a minute, but I, I was finally like, oh, I bet they're playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> and see, it's been a few years that yeah. that's been going, and it's still yeah. a popular app or a relatively popular app. Yeah. And most apps like that die out pretty quick. That's true. And that's been going strong. Uh, and we got that Detective Pikachu movie coming out where Ryan Reynolds is... Pikachu. I actually kind of want to see it. I've you, never you been. You can in, take Topher. I've never been into Pokemon. 
Take Topher. <laughs> I'm not going to go to the movie theater. <laughs> I'm going to sit at home like a shameful adult and watch it when it comes out. <laughs> I'm not going to go to a movie theater. Take at me Topher like that. and Jaren with I'm you. That'd be so no cool. Way. They would think you were the coolest person yeah, ever. I'll bet they and would. you can walk in and be like, I'm just here because they want me. <laughs> right. I don't have to pretend to be. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't let these teenagers come to the movies by themselves. I mean. <laughs> so it's definitely not that. Um, like, I just missed Pokemon when I was a kid. Like, it it started coming out just as I was like, eh. I don't remember it, it coming out. Um, so I guess my answer, the only other thing I can think of is Pogs. Remember Aww. Pogs? I had so many Pogs. I had so many Pogs, too. But at the same time, it. like. I feel bad for saying Pokemon is stupid when I was so into Pogs. Right? Like, <laughs> I had Pogs for things I didn't even like. I had Steve Urkel Pogs. I had a Pog for every state in the United States. I had weird things. I think I only had Pogs because everybody else had Pogs. I don't even know what I was supposed to do with the Pogs. You didn't play the game? No. Oh, we played the game Mm-mm. for keeps. No, we just had like... You got pogs? Yeah, I got pogs. You got pogs? Yeah, we got pogs. Had those long, and that was it. Long tubes yes. to carry your pogs. Oh, pogs in, pardon yep. me. Slammers. Did you have slammers? I had some cool slammers. Were they the metal ones? Yeah, they were yeah. the heavy ones. That was yep. how you played the game to yep. flip them. Nope. Uh, See, had... We didn't play the game. <laughs> I didn't flip no pog. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a I had a, pla- a heavy plastic one that made noise whenever you slammed it. I had a like a jagged. Uh, Kind of looked like a saw blade one. And then I had a really nice, heavy uh, eight ball one. I had a lot of cool slammers, too. Well, dang. Man, I miss my pogs. I wish I still had them just to look at them. I remember what they all were. I had Power Ranger pogs. I had, go, go, Power Rangers. I had Nickelodeon pogs. Pretty sure they had Ren and Stimpy on them. <laughs> And they were making Pogs for everything. Really taking it back. They were making them for everything. Every license, every everything was on Pogs really fast. Yeah. Like, you know, they have, you know, the Funko Pop thing that's been coming out and mm-hmm. it's mainly licensing other characters. Yeah. But that took forever. I mean, that's been going since the 2000s and, you know, it's only like these last three years where they're getting into we have every license ever to make every character of everything. Yeah. But Pogs, it was like they came out and within a year they had a license to like every pop culture, everything to make a Pog for it. I wonder if it was easier then. Possibly. Or maybe. I know there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that it, when it comes to making actual toys so maybe making pogs themselves, just those little cardboard cutouts, you don't have to do a whole bunch of hoop jumping for licensing. Maybe. But like I know with Funko Pop, you know, most Funko Pops are just normal figures, but then you have the Star Wars and the Marvel ones, and they all have to be bobbleheads because they have toy deals with other companies for action figures. Oh. And so technically it's an action figure. And so that's why these ones are bobbleheads because that's the only way that they can get it across and sell them. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Okay, so you're you're I took a long time to answer mine, sorry. You did. 
Um, you were very specific. I'm going to be a little bit more general. Okay. In Again, answer. the question was, what is cool when you were young but it's not cool now? Right. All right. Um, just as a general answer, cartoons. I could wake up on Saturday morning yeah. and watch cartoons for hours and hours. I would wake up an hour before I was supposed to wake up on school days just, to watch. Just to watch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the Howie Mandel show? Bobby. Bobby's World. Bobby's World. <laughs> I would wake up to watch Bobby's World every morning before school. And that was an, it came on an hour before I needed to get up and get ready for school just to watch Bobby's World. Yeah. I did that for Power Rangers. Yeah. It played every morning at like 7 a.m. Yeah. I got to get up and watch that. Yep. But now as an adult, I try to watch cartoons and I'm like, eh. Yeah. This is dumb. Why was that? Like, (laughs) we've started watching Doug with our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing it back to. If Chris and I could dress up as a couple's character for Halloween, I think we're doing Doug and Patty. Doug and Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah, that was... Patty Mayonnaise. I think think we could hit that one on the nail. Spot on. (laughs) Um, But, like Topher was telling me the other day, he's really into Gravity Falls now. I've tried watching that. And it's one of those, like, more mature cartoons. It's not as bad as... The Simpsons, if you will, which he started watching The Simpsons as well. It's not as bad as like Family Guy yeah, or Bob's Burger or Bob's Burger is not bad. Those are some dumb cart. That's another it's thing. Dumb, like, I can't but it's even not watch. Bad. I can't even watch the adult cartoons <laughs> without being like, "This is the most retarded thing in the world." Why on earth am I watching animated characters? I love Bob's Burger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But Topher was like, Mom, he tried to tell me this whole plot twist on Gravity Falls and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. You know, doing that whole I'm listening, but I'm not listening mom thing. That's great. I'm glad Uh you enjoy this. Yeah. And he's like, you weren't even listening. And I was like, Topher, I've never watched an episode of the show. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't relate. Yeah. And he's like, well, you should. Mom, it's amazing. It's awesome. And I was like, Topher, I don't like cartoons. Why am I going to watch this show that's nothing but a cartoon? And he looks at Chris and Chris is like, I don't know. She's weird. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I, I know that there are a lot of adults our age who really enjoy cartoons. And I just don't anymore. Uh, speaking of things from our childhood that you thought isn't cool now. Yesterday we asked a question on on uh, Twitter. Oh yeah. About Christopher Robin. Do we have any more responses? Hate that movie. From- yeah, we got more responses uh, since then. And yesterday we only had one by the end of the show. So uh, we asked a question on Facebook: Did you see Christopher Robin? And if so, did you like it? Why or why not? Because Mo hated it, and I lo- I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Mo hated it with a passion. It was awful. So we got uh, at Corey Chapman said he saw it at least twice in theaters. He loved every minute. Couldn't make it through the film without crying. Uh, yeah, I nearly cried at one point, I remember. Uh, but then we got Papa Gamer at Papa Gamer. He said yes, and I fell asleep in the middle. Thank you, Papa uh, Gamer. So, <laughs> so you got somebody uh, kind of on your side. Uh, let's see. We got at IXSH. Zero zero T X L I F three X. Why do people do this? Who knows? Emily Rose, come on now. What's the deal with your handle? Uh, she said no, but I wish I did because it looked good. Uh, that doesn't really count. Don't as an waste your time. Way. 
Uh, we got E. Brady, 135. She said she saw it and she liked it. The nostalgia was overwhelming and brought me straight back to my childhood. It was the perfect final chapter to a story that was a major part of my life. Listen, yeah, yeah. y'all just got to yeah. learn to let things go. <laughs> that, like... I don't want to hear that whole, it brought me back to my childhood, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. If I want to go back to my childhood, I'll watch the original Winnie the Pooh cartoon series, even though I don't like cartoons, we just covered that. But that was 10,000 times better than the stupid Christopher Robin movie. Just saying. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, those are some of the more, uh, some of the few other answers we got. Just wanted to let you know. (laughs) Stick around. We'll be back to close out the show. shows we're here to close out the show this morning we've got your bible verse and thought for the day bible verse for the day is romans 8 28 and we know that those who love god or for those who love god my bad and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and our thought for the day comes from ryan stevenson he reminds us to never be a prisoner of your past it was a lesson not a life sentence. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits smashed together for you into a podcast over on backrowradio.com or most places that you find podcasts. And don't forget that you can connect with all aspects of the back row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio and help us to continue to grow and reach more and more listeners. Mo, what's the final word? I'm the perfect wife. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.